0: good afternoon ladies and gentlemen welcome to SoCal Live Scott Furrow with you today is your host and I am the world champion Dodger Dog connoisseur I don't know if you if you keep records of things like that in your household but uh, we do in ours actually my record is uh, many years old what is your record for Dodger dogs being that today is Dodger's opening day they're not playing at the stadium they're playing in Colorado they're leading five to two at the moment uh, seven, seven Dodger dogs, but mine has an asterisk by it. You, uh, you can stop being grossed out for just a second. Yes. I ate seven Dodger dogs. I was much younger though. I was in, I was in college. Uh, there's no way I could do that now, but it was during a double header, a rare Southern California doubleheader. I got to go to. And over the course of the two ball games, I did in fact eat seven Dodger dogs. So I think that is a record that, that will last forever in my household. Uh, at least until my sons are, uh, in college and maybe they will go for it. Today, ladies and gentlemen, is Open Line Friday. Anything you want to talk about, including your Dodger Dog record, if you feel like you want to share, but anything that's on your mind on Open Line Friday will change the subject. You can ask a Bible question, talk about current events, something that's in the news. We are live in Southern California from three to five each and every weekday, bringing you to the table for some fun, encouragement, and conversation about the issues of the day from a Christian perspective. And whenever we get to Fridays, I definitely have things that we will talk about, I'm the host, so we will direct that. But I give a lot more leeway to you, the caller. You can call right now, 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. That's 888-LA-TALKS. You can also send an email if you can't get to your phone right now, which I know you're you're working hard, trying to get done for the weekend. Maybe uh, maybe you've already left. You're out on, on the road. So don't send an email while you're driving. That's what the number's for. But the email address is SoCalLive at KKLA.com. SoCalLive at KKLA.com. Send us an email. Tell us what your thoughts are. Question about the Bible, question about current events, something on your mind. Maybe you just want to share, how is God blessing you right now? How is God blessing your life right now? Something positive to share. There's so much bad news out there. And uh, we'd love to hear it. 888-528-2557 is the number. Something I think is real positive. And maybe maybe it's too hot for you, but I'm loving the warmth today. So hot outside. And uh, Santa Ana's blowing, which means that uh, it blows some of that crud out to sea. And you get to see the beautiful mountaintops around our great city. And uh, I enjoy that. I got to do a lot of driving around today, running some errands all around the uh, L.A. area today, actually. And uh, I've enjoyed that fully. I love living in Southern California. I mean, I know it costs a million dollars and, uh, you know, all of us will have to move eventually if the way things are going. But you'll you'll think they'd probably stop um, raising all the prices for everything. At some point, somebody's got to be around to to pay him, right? eight 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 five two eight two five five seven is the number, open line Friday. Lots of things going on in the news, uh, breaking news in the most important story, or the most important, not important story, is the uh, Will Smith saga with the Academy Awards going on. The The Academy Awards today issued a uh, their official report and penalty, and they have decided To ban Will Smith from attending the Oscars for 10 years for one decade. This is their statement. The board has decided for a period of 10 years from April 8th, 2022, Mr. Smith shall not be permitted to attend any Academy Awards events or programs in person or virtually, including but not limited to the Academy Awards. And he'd already resigned from the organization, so he wouldn't be allowed to go or welcomed anyway. And basically, the big thing that I think that does, you know, practical sense is it means that next year it's traditional that the previous year's best actor can, will give out, give out the uh, best actress award the, the following year. I believe that's how it usually works. He, so he won't be invited to do that. You know, he got 10 years for that. I, I don't know what the right thing to do is there. Uh, What is your take on it? Let me ask you this. Maybe another thing that might generate your thinking. Is there a time in your life when you really messed up, when maybe you responded emotionally in some circumstance and you did something you shouldn't do? Uh, How did that go for you? And what was it like if you received grace? You know, the interesting thing about grace is Whenever we do something stupid, we are desperate for grace. Whenever we harm somebody or we get emotional in some circumstance, we're desperate for grace. And uh, what is it that uh, – but, you know, when we are in a situation where somebody has harmed us, we should think about that because it's so important that we give grace. What do you think about this? Is there some time in your life that you want to share where maybe – you know, have you ever just had an outburst sometime and you realized, how oh, that was a mistake and then you got grace and you're so blessed by it? Maybe that's a good way we can respond to the Will Smith story. 888-528-2557 is the number, 888-528-2557. It is open line Friday, so let's go to the phones. And uh, let's see, Michael from Thousand Oaks, welcome to Southern California Live.
1: Hey, how's it going, brother? Can you hear me?
0: Yes, I can, Michael. Thanks for calling. Perfect,
1: perfect. Of course, brother. Uh, I just had a question, man. Um, I wanted some wisdom, you know, Um, I was in a uh, you know local, uh, I'm in a uh, men's Bible study you know at church yeah and um, you know and lead pastor uh, he heads it up and um, you know it's my brother right so
0: your brother and, in Christ
1: uh, yeah brother in Christ yeah exactly. um so a swear word without from him and um and you know obviously I do this with all my brothers in Christ and I want to make sure we all hold each other accountable because um, I know everybody needs it some and it's particularly daunting. It's, you know your pastor does not He accidentally flips up, and it's daunting for us parishioners to be like, "Oh, we need to tell the pastor because we feel." You know, we we put him on such a pedestal, right? Obviously for being honest. Um, so I said, "I said, you know, hey brother, we shouldn't be saying stuff like that." You know, um, scripture clearly says that. You know, we need to avoid it. Um, but it was my first time doing that. You know, because it's, it's like I said, it's a little bit daunting to you know. You know what I mean? Like yeah,
0: absolutely. You
1: know so how- my bro- even though he's my brother in Christ, I'm sorry, but go ahead. Yeah,
0: how did he respond?
1: Well enough. I mean, you know, you first apologize to me. I'm like, it's not about me. It's not, not like I'm holy. that i right. You know, I care about you. You know, and I care about, you know, the father and and you know about the Lord because you know a little leaven leavens a whole lump. And if you know if that happens with the pastor, you you never know. Like who was listening might think it's okay. Right. Like who you never know if that was a weaker brother. Uh, he took it, you know, pretty yeah, pretty much gracefully. Um, but I can tell just the so just. The, slightest bit of apprehension but that as well not to be long-winded but you know that as well i can i'm like humanly speaking i get it nobody likes to be checked right you know so i, I wasn't offended in slightest you know uh but i was wondering like when something like that happens should i have waited uh because i waited a you know a little bit um but then i also was thinking maybe i should have uh, the elders or you know like what do you think
0: well i think in something like that you know um did you tell him in private? No. You told him, like, in front of the—he did it in front of the whole group?
1: Yeah, it was only, like, four
0: of us. All yeah. right. Okay. And then um, you said, hey, man, don't say that kind of stuff?
1: Well, no, not, not, not in that tone. It was more so just, like, I, I came from, like, you know—like I said, because I care, I care about my brother in Christ. Yeah. And I care about my, my brothers who were there. And I know that between those of us who were there, me and me and the pastor were the most mature, so I felt it was appropriate mm. to say something in that moment. Um, I just didn't know if I was out of place if I should have waited um, or if I should you know yeah. because I was also thinking about the other guys who are not as mature and like I said a little 11-11 the whole lot but we know that that's not okay so you know
0: yeah hey did you uh, did he say it kind of like uh, in a joking way like it was something like you felt like oh this is how he normally talks or did he like slam his thumb with a hammer and then say something you know what was the context of it something that somebody said. Oh, and, so uh, so he wasn't and even and, like uh, cursing himself, he was quoting somebody else for some purpose? Yeah, yeah, he he was
1: quoting somebody
0: that said it. Oh. You know, uh Michael, I appreciate your call uh, with that. You know, there's a there's a few things I think that that matter here. First of all, if you're your pastor or your elder, your spiritual leader, they are not exempt from Matthew 18. Matthew 18, Jesus calls us um, to confront each other with sins, you know. In this case, I don't know. If he's just quoting, I guess I'd have to have information. It, you have to have the ability sometimes to say, hey, this is what somebody said. And, you know, we we are not supposed to be with each other the sin police, you know, about everything. Because, Michael, I'm sure you've probably said some things and thought some things. And, you know, I've said some things that, uh, you know, I wish I didn't say. My my dad was a pastor, and uh, he didn't curse uh, much at all. But one time I remember I was a kid, and I came home, and he was sitting in the kitchen. I don't know if he wants me to tell the story. Yeah, it's fine. He's sitting in the kitchen, and he has garbage disposal parts spread out all over the kitchen floor, tiny pieces of the garbage disposal, which he had decided he could fix himself. Uh, and I walk in the kitchen, and Right at that time, he realized what a terrible error he had made, and he said a a definite four-letter word. It was PG. And uh, we kind of, uh, you know, (laughs) and, you know, now that I'm sitting there, I go, oh, I understand that. Uh, You know, the scriptures tell us that we are not to let an unwholesome thing come out of our mouths, and, and we shouldn't. But I think that we're pretty hard on people sometimes when you know, I would say that maybe what you should have done is say, hey, privately, hey, what do you think about that? If you're just quoting somebody, a lot of it is the attitude, and I would have probably waited. Uh, your pastor sins like anybody else, and, and he is held to a higher standard, but it's it's not a sinless standard. And that's one of the difficulties in churches today is sometimes the congregants hold their pastor to a standard that's not possible, A great passage to read maybe for you is 1 Corinthians, the first couple of chapters. In that book, the church is sort of building up different pastors. Some say, I am of Paul. Some say, I am of Peter or Cephas. Some say, I am of of, uh, Apollos, another teacher in the Bible, great teacher, great preacher. And uh, some say, I'm of Jesus. Now, those people aren't the holy ones, the people who say, well, I am of Jesus. They're the ones who don't accept authority of the speaker or the preacher. They're just like, "Well, I don't have to take anything you say because I'm of Jesus and I I can understand the word of the Lord better than anybody else." And a big part of that passage does a couple of things. It reminds the church that we aren't following our pastors. We are following Jesus. We aren't to be making disciples of our pastors or ourselves if we find ourselves to be the leader we are to be making disciples of Jesus and thanks thank goodness because Jesus is the perfect one. Jesus is the one that we are to to emulate and we're going to fall short, but in spiritual growth you want to get as close as you can. Later Paul will talk about the preachers, they're just the messenger boys. They they function in the body of Christ with a particular role. They are given leadership and they have a greater accountability because they are teaching the word of God, so it matters how they behave, it matters how they are perceived. And, you know, part of maturity is that you don't want to make other people stumble, as you mentioned, Michael. So you you try to do better um, and you want to have a humble approach to things when you sin, even if sometimes you don't think you sinned. There's a whole part in that book about, you know, eating food sacrificed to idols. How many of you right now listening have uh, participated in eating, fools, uh, eating food sacrificed to idols? Put your hands up. Uh, I don't see very many hands. Uh, That's not really something we we do. But if you turn that around and you say, you know, um, what are the things today that we can do to make people stumble? Sometimes we've done that. There's a responsibility for the pastor to uh, lead in that way, but we can't hold the pastor or any person to be sinless. Does that make sense? He deserves Matthew 18, where you approach him in private. Uh, He is not disqualified from that right. Right. I hope that helps. I think that what you should do is go back to him and just say, you know, if you're if you're even questioning it, you probably, I would say, is the Holy Spirit maybe saying, hey, go back and repair that relationship. Because what also happens is then, you know, the pastor might be under pressure from other people in church for things that are very significantly difficult, and you don't know what everything's going on in his life. Um, and in this case, it sounds like he's just quoting somebody. Maybe he was making a point. Maybe he needs to hear. Maybe uh, you know, I don't know what word he used. You know, there are words that I probably would not quote. Uh, Most of the time I just I use another word and I say it means this. Anyway, without knowing, there you go, Michael. I think that we have to give grace. It kind of gets back to what I was getting to with the Will Smith story, right, is that he got 10 years. uh, He's not allowed to participate in the Academy Awards for 10 years. Uh, is that fair? Should he have been given more grace? Is this the right way to go about it? Do you have any thoughts about that? You can give me a call and join the conversation. 888-528-2557 is the number. 888-528-2557, 888-LA-TALKS. That's the number. It's Open Line Friday. We'll talk about anything you want. If you want to change the subject, the number is 888-528-2557. To get on the, the subject of of grace um, with the Will Smith situation, you know, he said he was sorry and probably, you know, everybody said "Ah, a publicist wrote that. But it doesn't mean that it wasn't really coming from his heart. I suppose if we all had publicists, we might say things a better way. Uh, it doesn't mean that it's not real. We don't I don't know Will Smith personally. And I would suggest most of us don't who are listening. Maybe somebody here does. It'd be really interesting to know what he really what he really thinks. I'm wondering if there is an opportunity Imagine where he would come up on stage in a year or two with Chris Rock and they have a real conversation or maybe it's inappropriate to do that at the Oscars. Maybe he does that uh, on, you know, 60 Minutes or one of those uh, talk shows like that. He should come on this show, Chris Rock and Will Smith. If you want to come on this program, SoCal Live, I'd love to interview and talk about grace and turning the other cheek and uh, we would remind you this is radio, so you can't use certain words, but we would love to have you on the program and, uh, and do that. Is there a time in your life when you really needed grace um, and you got it? Or maybe a time in your life when uh, you felt the punishment was too harsh uh, and you were genuinely apologetic. The grace of God is an amazing thing. The grace of God, when he gives it to us, none of us deserve it. We don't deserve it at all. Deserves got nothing to do with it. Um, we, in fact, grace—the word—it means unmerited favor. Means it's not earned. And that's why we we want grace so badly when we mess up. It's because we have done nothing to earn it. We don't deserve it a lot of the time because, you know, when you get grace, you are you are genuinely guilty of something, not falsely accused. When you need grace, it's because you did it, and there's no question that you did it. And you know that there's some kind of punishment, some kind of um, maybe you could say justice that you deserve. But part of justice includes mercy. Part of the justice of God is involves mercy, and it involves uh, – sometimes it involves the punishment that comes with it. It's, it is a perfect mix of response that God gives each one of us. And every one of us gets grace. And we have grace in our everyday life. Imagine if you, every time you sinned, you were immediately given some kind of consequence. So you told a lie, and then the moment you tell a lie, you gain 20 pounds, and that was your punishment. And imagine that you didn't have an opportunity to say you're sorry or confess the lie or rebuild the relationship. See, that's what happens with the Lord. He knows that we sin multiple times during the day. Imagine if there was just no grace for our sins. You know, imagine if you lost your temper and you punched somebody. And, uh, you know, what's the immediate punishment for that? Your, your arms are broken. You know, they just immediately break. That would be terrible. That's not how God works. I, Growing up, there was a guy who came to my church, and the youth pastor at my church actually was dealing with this guy. And this guy had a a temper, a really bad temper. In fact, he had gone to jail several times for doing exactly what Will Smith did, just getting mad and up and punching people in the face. That was his thing. And he was arrested for assault more than once, uh, assault and battery. He was – it was a real problem. He wasn't saved at the time. He got saved in prison, got out of prison came to church, got involved in a Bible study, and uh, the Lord was really working on him. Well, an interesting thing happened. Right outside the church where I grew up, in an intersection, he got in a car accident, and the youth director at my church, who had been sharing Christ with him, saw the accident happen. And then what he saw, the accident was not this guy's fault. This guy got out of his car after the accident, walks over to the guy who caused the accident, pulls him out of the driver's seat, and knocks him out cold right there in the pavement just knocks him out flat. He goes over and he sits on the curb and they're waiting for the police to arrive. The youth director runs out there and sits next to him. And he said, you know, I thought I was a, I thought I was a Christian. I thought that I knew the Lord, um, but I did the exact same thing that I always do. And he was in tears. He was just mortified that he had gone and hit this guy, which had been his habit before he knew the Lord. But here's the thing. The youth director was uh, moved, I think, by God to say this to him. He said, "Hey, how did you feel whenever you did that before you were Christian?" And he said, "Well, I felt pretty good about it. I felt like I was within my rights to do it, and that person deserved it." And he said, "How do you feel now? I feel terrible now. I never should have done that. It was wrong what I did." And the youth director was able to say, "See, the Lord is working with you. The Lord is changing your heart, and sometimes it takes a while for." Habits to get broken, sometimes it takes a while for uh you know us to change, especially when we have emotional responses to things that are very, very deep. But this guy, yes, he got arrested uh for doing that and got in some more trouble, but he left there calm. He left the scene here, not arguing anything in his defense He left and he pled guilty. He left and he understood what he had done as wrong. He apologized to the other person. And he grew in his faith. And yes, there was there was a decision that had to be made. Justice has to be served. You can't just go punch somebody in the face. Some there has to be some kind of penalty in in any system, okay? But there was grace of God, I think, given to him. And I don't know really what happened after that, but I've always remembered that story as one that said, hey, you know what? He he wasn't perfect, but his heart had changed. You know what I think we can think about here? Shouldn't we? be thinking about public figures who we see do these things or anybody we even know. I mean, it's weird when it's a public figure, right? When it's when it's Will Smith, it's odd because we're talking about it on this show. We talked about it, I think, for a day and a half on this show. Uh, we did it for one day after it happened. And then when we did Open Line Friday, there were lots of calls about it. And I know it impacted a lot of people. We saw that. There's a whole lot of other emotions and issues that rise up because of that. We, we see this, but we also see this in our, our personal life. It doesn't make the news. Nobody's talking about it on talk radio. How are we able to give grace? Do you have an example of this that you want to share with us about how you were able to give grace or that somebody gave grace to you in a way that reflected Christ? And how do we show grace to Will Smith? How do we show grace to people, maybe even that we don't know? We don't know what's going on in their private life. We don't know what's going on in their head. I think we should be concerned when those things happen that there's a lot more than just that issue going on with a person. Give us a call. Tell us what you think. 888-528-2557. That's the number. This is SoCal Live. 888-LA-TALKS is the phone number. You can also send an email to Live at kkla.com. And it is Open Line Friday. Anything else that's on your mind, a question like Michael's or a question that uh, you might have about anything at all, give us a call. 888-528-2557. This is the Friday edition of Southern California Live. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. It is another perfect day in Los Angeles and it is Los Angeles Dodgers opening day Dodgers ahead 5 to 2 in the bottom of the 6th inning Welcome to Southern California Live. Scott Furrow with you today. It's Open Line Friday. Anything you want to talk about, you can give us a call, 888-528-2557, 888-LA-TALKS. I encourage you to put that number right in your phone, even if you're not thinking about calling in right now. If you're sitting at your desk, just take a second, put that in your phone, because you never know when you're going to want to call in, then you will always have the number. You can just say, hey, Siri, hey, Alexa. Alexa. Call Southern California Live. Sometimes I think if I just say that right now over the phone, and you have over the radio, and you have that on your, your phone, it might make you call in. If I say, hey, Siri, call Southern California Live. I wonder how many calls just automatically happen just now because I said that. 888-528-2557. Before the break, we were talking about the decision made about Will Smith by the Motion Picture Academy, who they decided today that they would ban him from attending the Oscars for 10 years. That was their decision. And we started a conversation about grace. And uh, is that too much or too little of a, of a penalty? So 888-528-2557 if you want to chime in on this conversation. Jim in Los Angeles, welcome to Southern California Live.
2: Yes, good afternoon. I think uh, my opinion is very simple. What uh, happened is a the disgrace. They should have never even allowed him to go back on there for life. I don't care. I don't, I'm not a Will Smith fan. I'll never be. I don't want to be. But I think uh, a lot of people are putting him on a pedestal. And then when you give a person that much power, they think like uh, they're more powerful than God. And, uh, yes, grace is grace. But, you know, I, I, I we don't pay, you know, our cable channels to watch people fighting on TV because they kids watching. And the language that was being used is a disgrace, too. And then on top of that, I always ask the question all this time he was able to get out of his chair, walk all the way to the platform. Where was security? It happened with the Kanye West, and then it happened this time. Jim,
0: do you you think, though, that life, I mean, I don't know how Will Smith, I think, is in his 50s. Uh, Isn't there a place for apology and for, hey, I'm getting some help? I think there's a point that you're making in the fact that he was able to get up, walk up up there on the stage. You know, I mean, I thought. Most people, I think, thought it was part of an act, maybe something set up until he did what he did. There's obviously a lot of rage and hurt, and many people speculate things. But, you know, haven't you done something in your life that you shouldn't have done? Should you be banned for life uh, for that?
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Yeah, absolutely. You think
0: so? Okay. Of course. Yeah,
2: that's my opinion. All right. You know, and, uh, you know, hey. He's got so much money, he thinks he can get away with it. There are a lot of people behind him. That's where he's able to get away with it.
0: Yeah, I understand that. And, uh,
2: you know, the academy, academy, you know, should put more people in position security. They should have been able to stop him from doing that. And then he was asked to leave, and then he said, no, I don't want to leave. So who wants to see that again?
0: Yeah, they should have removed him uh, at that point. All right, Jim, thanks for your opinion. You know, I I think one of the things that we're, you know, I'm wondering about is – Maybe it's an appropriate thing to ban somebody for life for going to something. There are certain things. You know, should Pete Rose be banned for life from baseball because he gambled on it? That's a serious thing. Uh, Shouldn't the Astros be banned for life for uh, cheating in the World Series? I think so. Um, Not banned for life, but should they have the trophy removed? I think probably that would have been appropriate. There's always – I think there is an appropriate step. But what happens when there is actual contrition? You know, where where does the line – you know, where do we as even believers give grace for other people? We don't know Will Smith. And I I know he's a he's obviously wealthy. He doesn't need the job. You know, hopefully he's doing something with his money that's smart and he can protect his he can give that to his family for generations if he's invested correctly. All of those things. But, you know, our riches and wealth, they don't get us any closer to God than anybody else our riches and wealth, they don't help us necessarily with even some of the help that we might need with the things that we struggle. We might get a better therapist. We might have a more comfortable life. But what we find out, Johnny Carson, I think, said it best. He said that the only thing money does is it means you don't have to worry about where your food's coming from. Everything else you still have to deal with. Um, Ada from La Crescentia, welcome to Southern California Live. Hi. Hi. I'm-
3: how are you? All right. Uh, I hear I hear uh, here and there, but what I heard mostly is uh, not Will Smith, but the other person, uh, he was kind of degrading or, let's say, bullying the alopecia that she, they, no, nobody's talking about that. There's a lot of children, there's a lot of human beings are going through that. So if you uh, a figure of a, you know, like uh, you have the platform and you are degrading something that is not with, within your hand, I think it's bullying. Uh, I don't agree with Will Smith uh, smacking him yeah. or punching him. But there's a, a, a place where you need to realize what is coming out of your mouth.
0: Yeah, there's definitely uh something to be said for that and he did apologize. Chris Rock apologized and I never I'm not really sure. I don't think I ever heard whether or not he said if he knew that she had that disease or not. You know, I think as far as his intentions go with saying that, that's relevant. Did he know uh that she had this? But I think uh he deserves grace too. You know, and he said he's sorry. Should he be banned from the uh, Academy Awards say for 2 years because he made a uh um, a mean-spirited joke towards another member of the Academy? Um, what is the fairness here with all this, and what should we do as believers? Thank you, Ada, for your call. This is Southern California Live, Open Line Friday. You can call about anything you want to. I thought about uh, this issue with with them, and I, I would encourage our listeners this way. Number one, we don't know these people, and it's an interesting thing when we talk about celebrities because we I think we feel like we know them somehow because we see them in the movies, and maybe we – maybe we see them as people who are that person in the movie. And then we're, when we recognize in real life, if you have the opportunity to meet celebrities in real life, sometimes they're, they come across just super kind and exactly as they are on screen. And sometimes they're, they're very distant and put off and maybe they're just having a bad day. I don't know. And, uh, some are, you know, they're people just like everybody else. They just have a weird job that everybody gets to watch and their, their privacy is removed. And a lot of what we believe about celebrities is made up. It's made up in our own mind. It's made up because of an impression we have, because of a role they played, and they're actors, um, and they're very good at it. That's why we know who they are. But they are, they are people who are made in the image of God, who have fallen short just like you and me, who do not earn or pay or entertain their way into heaven. They need Jesus. And if there's a Christian response, I think, for all of us for these things— it's to remember that with people who we watch who are famous who make us laugh or who challenge us in different ways or even people who offend us i think more and more from the entertainment industry we're getting uh, you know offended um, caller just a minute ago mentioned you know we don't turn on the tv to uh, watch that kind of violence actually we do i mean the truth of the matter is, is we're paying for that uh, Americans love uh, that kind of thing. That's why we had uh, Jerry Springer and uh, that crowd. Who I guess they're all just retiring. I suppose that's good news, but who knows what's going to replace it, right? I mean, unfortunately, um, we're not a very and we're not a society that's full of grace when it comes to other people. But we, in our audience here and in our churches, we need to go deeper. And think about ourselves whenever we've made a mistake, whenever we have some people listening, you do, you hit people. That's what happens to you. Other people, you just cuss them out. Some of you, you just keep it in and give yourself an ulcer, Um, you know, or you gossip or you slander and you, you do that behind the scenes. All of us are guilty of something. And our day comes when we get caught. Our day comes when we get in trouble. Sin always destroys. Everything that sin touches dies. And isn't grace a wonderful thing? It doesn't mean that there shouldn't be justice and that there shouldn't be consequence. There, there needs to be. Society needs that. Our companies need that. Um, but there's also a, a very wonderful thing that happens when genuine grace and restoration is able to happen. 888-528-2557. Bobby from Oceanside. Welcome to Southern California Live.
4: Hi, Scott. How are you
0: doing? I'm doing great, Bobby. How are you?
4: I'm good. So I just wanted to share an experience that I had several years ago with um, a company I was working with, and the manager was, um, let's just say I received uh, a tremendous amount of harassment. <clears throat> I was probably the only believer in the company at the time, and my husband had died mm. about a year before the harassment began. And so it was definitely an emotionally difficult time for me to have to get up every morning and go to work, put a smile on my face and whatnot. But um, after about a year and a half of the abuse and constant criticism um, physically and emotionally, I just couldn't take it anymore. So I quit. But the Holy Spirit had me go back maybe about a year later and speak to the manager of this company to wish her well on her next venture with the company as she was moving on to a position that she really had wanted to go to for some years. And it was very difficult for me, but I knew that the Lord was with me, and I knew I was doing what he asked me to do. But she would not she would not come out of the back of the store. It didn't matter that I could actually talk to her. I just wanted to be obedient and let the Lord handle the repercussions of her behavior. So I wanted to show mercy and grace, uh, so I did that. And then several years went by, not knowing what had happened to her, and I get this email from her. She didn't come right out and apologize, but that didn't matter to me. But the Lord had worked some circumstances in her life that were so similar happening to her, what she had done to me, that it was really quite mind-boggling. And I knew that I had done the right thing, because she, in the best way that she could, not being a believer, yeah. made clear that she was very sorry.
0: Yeah, Bobby, that is a, uh, that's an important story for all of us. One of the reasons, the reasons Jesus teaches us um, to be merciful to one another and not to repay wrong for wrong is because we need to be about people's souls. And you've probably heard it as cliche that, uh, you know, hurting people hurt other people. And often when people are harassing us or doing mean things to us, sometimes it's just not even about us. It's about hurt that they have. And maturity in, in our belief is how we respond, that when somebody hurts us, when they do something that is cruel, the way we respond can have incredible implications, not just for us, but for that person spiritually. In uh, we've got to take a break here, but Ephesians chapter 4, verse 29, he says, Paul writes, "'Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen.'" And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger, brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to each other, forgiving each other, just as Christ God forgave you. That part there, this bit, that it will benefit those who listen, and that it grieves the Holy Spirit when we don't, that we should get rid of our bitterness, rage, and anger. This is the mature believer. And the reason for doing this is because this other person who might be hurting, who may not know the Lord, they need an example of grace. They need to have an example of grace that often is just is going to come from us, that they will understand the grace that Jesus has had for each one of us because we chose to give grace rather than to fight back, rather than to chew them out. That doesn't mean you don't defend yourself when you're falsely accused and you have to be mature about the way you handle it, but all of our... We're everything we do with other people is to build them up and point them to God. That's part of maturity. That doesn't make it easy, but it is something that does great things. Thanks for your call. I got to take a break. This is the Friday edition of Southern California Live. Number is 888-528-2557. We'll be back with your calls in just a moment. Stay tuned. It is a beautiful day, right here in Southern California. It's hot. It's really hot. Yesterday, I did a wedding in this heat. It was really hot. Afternoon wedding outside, but uh, it was beautiful. We got a uh, Santa Ana breeze. It was warm, you know, but uh, fantastic. And uh, I'm ready for the. I'm ready for the hot. You know, it's a little tough when you're in the suit and tie and all of that with everybody. But uh, it wasn't that bad. And uh, it was a beautiful ceremony, people who love the Lord, and uh, one of the best. Somebody asked me, what was your favorite wedding afterward? And honestly, that might be one of them, certainly in the top four or five, I would guess. This is a Open Line Friday, anything you want to talk about, and we've taken a lot of this hour and been responding to the Academy's decision about Will Smith in uh, what I like to call the most important, unimportant issue. But I say that, and then I realize every time it comes up, people call And we have a lot of response. I think there's a reason. I think that there is something just deeply personal. I'm guessing that nobody who's called so far knows Will Smith or Chris Rock personally. You're not going out to coffee with those guys or you don't have their phone number on your phone. That's my guess. But we saw that event and we as a as a culture have responded very emotionally. And I think there's a lot of reasons. I think some of us you know, we respond to that violence because we've been affected by it. Either we've done it, or we've had it done to us. We've seen it done to people that we we love. We respond to it because maybe we were watching with our kids and it affected them. Maybe we've been in the place where we've said something we felt like we shouldn't say and really hurt somebody. And uh, maybe we've been hit in the face a couple of times. Who knows? There's so many reasons. There's uh, there's just personal reasons between between guys. There's so many different things there. What I want to finish up in this hour here is our conversation about grace related to this and how do we have grace for one another. Is, you know, is there a way? Ten-year ban, maybe that's appropriate. That's the decision. It's not our decision. That's the decision the Academy made. Fine. They needed to make some decision. That should never, ever happen again. They're going to have to have some kind of new security at that event. You know, if it was just your work award party, we all have those. You know, yours might be at Chili's and you're handing out Dundee's to everybody in the office. But if somebody just gets up and smacks somebody, that's a big problem, right? That person's probably getting fired. Uh, that is very likely to happen, maybe arrested. We understand that. And then we saw this on TV. And I think it was hard to accept what we just saw uh, for a while. Where does Grace fit into all of this? Brenda from Long Beach. Brenda, thank you for holding for so long. Welcome to Southern California Live.
3: Hi, how are you today? I'm
0: doing fine, Brenda. Thanks for calling. What's your thought on all You're of this?
3: You're very welcome. Well, I think, you know, I mean, growing up with both of them my whole life, um, it was really unfortunate that would happen because I've always seen both of them. They're both comedians. Yeah. So um, I was watching, and I mean, Will has said things that probably later he's like, ooh, probably shouldn't have said that or something or didn't know the circumstances. And But they, everybody was laughing until he turned and saw Jada's face, and then all of a sudden it turned. So we really don't know the underlining situation, maybe with Will and Jada. But I think Chris Rock handled it like a gentleman. He couldn't lash back out and made it. Ten times worse than it was, even when Will sat back down and had a, um, another few choice words. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never seen his character act like that. So,
0: And the and, thing is, uh, is, we don't really know him personally, right? We know him from his, his movies. And, uh, you know, we like most of his movies, not Wild Wild West. Nobody liked that one. But uh, most of his movies we enjoy. And we enjoy him. And then we see that. I think it affects us personally, doesn't it? Um, And I do agree that. uh, Thank you for your call, Brenda. I do agree that Chris Rock handled it well. Imagine if Chris Rock would have hit him back. You know, it would have been just a worse scene if that would have happened. Right. It was good that he didn't do that, that he didn't respond. But I'll bet that was hard for him. And that would be hard for a lot of us. But it it made a really good statement that he didn't. Um, Nicole from Los Angeles. Welcome to Southern California Live.
4: Hi. Can you hear me?
0: Yes, I can. What's your thought about this, Nicole? Hi.
5: Thank Hello. Thank you so much for uh, your wonderful show.
0: Thank you. And, Thank you for um, listening.
5: Yeah. In, I, in terms of grace, you know, I think this whole situation is, has so many layers. You know, it's, it's really interesting to see. There is, of course, the fact that nobody condones violence. You know, we don't want to see anybody be hurt, so I don't agree with you know, someone being assaulted privately or in public. And yet, at the same time, as a, as a black woman, it's so rare that you see uh, black women protected in public. And what Chris Rock said was offensive, It hmm. was to try to shame her. Mm-hmm. And there's, you know, it looks like it was just about a bald head, but there are so many other layers to just using the phrase "GI Jane." you uh-huh. know, making an innuendo about her sexuality and all kinds of stuff that maybe most people aren't aware of. The way that phrase was used at one time—is that a phrase that so, has been used
0: uh, that way to sort of attack people, or uh, you know, uh, in,
5: in the past? I remember when the movie first came out. Right. There's like a lot of there's a lot of layers, that I feel like. You know, if I, I obviously don't know either of them personally, but if you look at the body of work that Will Smith has created over his lifetime, even its choice and his music not to use curse words or this kind of thing the Chris Rock has done, who's also very talented, but if you look at the, the, the kinds of things that he talks about, the use of expletives mm. and just the subjects that he covers, there's a big difference morally, I would say. So I feel like um, I don't agree with the fact that he was slapped, but at the same time, a man has to be able to protect his family. And what he said was, was hurtful, it was degrading. And it was from a faith perspective. Again, you never know what's in someone's heart, but I thought it was really interesting that you see Denzel Washington, who's talked very publicly about his faith and his love of the Holy Spirit and of Jesus, and that he made that correction in fellowship to Will Smith
3: Mm -hmm. immediately
5: after it happened. The correction from a faith perspective was received, and I believe that's why we saw him crying and saw him apologizing, you know, to the public when he... And, award. and
0: if people don't realize what Denzel Washington did was come up to him, and Denzel Washington has been somebody who professes faith in Christ, uh, has given his testimony, and he said to him, "At your high, something to the effect of, at your your highest moment, that's when the devil comes to get you."
5: Exactly, and. You know, actors are actors, but I I felt like the tears that I was witnessing from Will Smith were sincere. Yeah. You know, that he felt that what happened was not what he would want it to have happened. But Mm. at the same time, I understand why Chris Rock got slapped. Yeah. There has to be some kind of consequence for the way people are speaking about one another, because the Bible also talks about that. You know, obviously Uh, we're not supposed to be it's violent, but you're not, not supposed to speak poorly totally about
0: them either. Yeah, I'm running out of time. I really appreciate your call, and uh, I think that what you're t- getting into is part of why this has been so uh, significant to all of us who are just watching a show, right? Uh, really significant. Robert, I'm going to take one more call. for you got 30 seconds, Robert. Thanks for calling from Carson.
1: Wow, okay. In 1964, I watched my grandfather win an Oscar, and at that time... Everybody wore tuxedos, and you would have never thought of anybody telling jokes that would have been offensive mm. to anybody, let alone see anybody act in a way of violence. I blame the Academy for allowing uh, there to be comedians who get up and they act like they're in a comedy club mm. uh, performing for an audience that's trying to get shocks and, and, oh my gosh, oh, what did he say? And, you know, they, there needs to be standards and practices. That that are there to get people to chuckle, yep. but but not to be shocked and not to be offended. Yeah.
0: I'm out of time. Yeah. I'm out of time, Robert. But uh, you make a great point, and this is something that we shouldn't be surprised about because the world has changed since the time that your grandfather, who I should have asked you who um, what kind of Oscar he won and what he did with it. The times have definitely changed. I think people know that. And I think maybe the, the slap is something that just brought that to the surface, that we shouldn't be surprised that something like that happened uh, with everything. Hey, let's do something real quick before we're done this hour. We'll be back for the next hour. Uh, can we pray? I'm going to pray for Will Smith, because I think we need to do that. God, thank you for bringing us together as a family here, our radio family. And as we talk about this incident, that's a public incident in our culture, but with people we don't know, it affects so many of us so deeply. We think of Will Smith today. We ask, Lord, that you would use people like maybe Denzel Washington or other believers in his life right now. He he maybe has lost his career. He maybe has lost, he certainly lost a lot of respect. We pray that this is a moment where one day he will say, that's what brought me to Christ. We pray for his soul and Chris Rock, too, and everybody else involved. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, thanks for a great discussion. We'll be back for Hour 2 on Southern California Live. We'll be right back. Stay with us.